Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hope That Helps podcast. I'm Camille. And I'm Ramsey. We're so glad you're here with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about getting a placement. Ooh. Ooh, everything that goes along <laughs> with that. Our personal experience, things that we were really glad that we did, things that we maybe wish we could do better if there's a next time. Um, yeah, it's a fun topic. I think that we have a lot to say about this. Yeah, and a lot of you guys have asked questions about it, like, what do I do my first time? Mm-hmm. What's it like when a kid comes into your home? And we have two different experiences, so mm-hmm. it might be fun to learn from us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mine is very fresh. Just got my first placement three and a half months ago, so <laughs> we're finally getting in a groove and everything. Honestly, it's been kind of a blur. It's like, yeah. feels like it's been... <laughs> Forever, but also not very long at the same time. So, and then Ramsey has a different experience with two kids. So, yeah, absolutely. And mine is not so fresh, but I'll try to pull back in the memory to I know you can. see if I can remember anything. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're better at that than I am. Oh, gosh. I'm like, we'll what see. even happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is such a whirlwind experience. I think a lot of people expect it to be that, and it, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, both of my experiences are really, really different, so I'm excited to share mm-hmm. and yeah, talk about what we would maybe give as advice for other people yeah. if you're welcoming a kid into your home. So I want to ask you, I know kind of like what you did when MJ first came to you, but I guess um, talk a little bit more about the call and like yeah. <laughs> the time that you had. I know you only had like two hours from getting the call to getting MJ. Actually, that was with JoJo. Oh, with JoJo. My bad. So with MJ, I actually had a really long time. That's right. Um, I forgot. They had called me about her and then her caseworker had gotten sick and her, um, she was already in a previous foster home. Her placement was not like a need for immediate removal. Mm-hmm. It was just like a transition. I didn't really understand maybe that at the time. Yeah. And so I was like anxiously awaiting. Like that's a very good word to use because I was so anxious for like a whole week. I'm like, why aren't they not moving her to me? Like, I don't understand. Like I was so ready for what we kind of prepare for, which is that last minute rushed experience, which mm-hmm. I didn't have with JoJo, which we can talk about that in a minute. So you've had both experiences. <laughs> yeah, you've had, had the both. long and the short. Yeah. Yeah. So that first trans- transition was pretty long and I was so nervous. I think the anticipation had been building up. So it made it even more nerve wracking for her to finally get there because I was like, oh my gosh, I've waited for so long. And then with him, I actually already knew him because he's my daughter's younger brother. So it wasn't as... Um, I guess like, I don't know, like a mystery, like with her, it was like, I don't even know what she looks like. I don't know. Didn't really know much about her other than her age. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So I was like. And her name. Yeah. Her name. name. I knew she was a girl. I knew she was six and I knew her name and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't know what to expect at all. Right. Um, other than a six-year-old girl showing up at my doorstep. And then with him, I I had met him before. So it wasn't like, I didn't have as much anxiety about what to expect with him. Sure. Um, however, he probably had more surprises along the way. Mm-hmm. But I only had a few hours with him, like you said, and that was really crazy. How much time did you guys have? So we got a phone call, or actually it was a text message First thing in the morning, it was actually your caseworker Mm -hmm. that got in touch with us um, and just basically gave us a couple bullet points about what she knew. Um, And then we scheduled a phone call at noon that day. So 
asked a few questions and we had an event that night, a church event that we had to go to. So we were like, well, we can have her come at like 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we had a few more hours, but we also had work. So we had to like, yeah. I had to leave work and like get the room ready because I think we had been licensed for like two days at that point. So I was still yeah. kind of getting the room ready. I mean, we just didn't know since we were open to any age group, we didn't know what to prepare for. So I think that was like right. the main thing. Um, but yeah, we had, I guess that's nine hours, but really only like a couple hours because of work yeah. and then the thing we had to do at church and all that. Yeah. And MJ's placement, like <laughs> I was preparing, I was nesting for a long time mm-hmm. in that room. And then whenever I found out she was coming, I had a whole nother week where I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Like I felt right. so ready. I was like, and then you guys were rushed for sure. Yeah. And then with JoJo, I was really rushed. I got a text, I think at four o'clock. That he was coming at 6.30. No, oh, I think. Wow. Or they asked me around 3 o'clock, and I made a decision by 4, knowing that he would come at like 6.30. Wow. Yeah, and I got off work at 5.30, mm-hmm. and he was coming at 6.30. I think he ended up showing up at like 7, so I had almost two hours. Right. But um, my friend was working at the after-school program at the time, oh, and yeah, I pulled yeah. up in the car— and she was like, why do you seem so stressed? Because I was so like, oh my gosh, like this is happening like crazy. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'll follow you to your house. Aww. So she ended up taking my foster daughter at the time, MJ, and they went to McDonald's on the way. I went home and I started moving furniture. MJ was helping. She was getting everything out of this room because this room was not ready at all. <laughs> like we were, I was not prepared yeah. to foster or adopt any other children at all. Well, what did you do about a bed? Well, so I actually originally had in my original foster room two beds. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so I moved one out, but they couldn't share a room. So I had to literally gut an entire room in a couple hours. That's a lot. It was so wild. (laughs) It's so stressful because you want it to be homey. And like, I mean, it's traumatic to for for this child to come to a new place. So (laughs) you want it to be as comfortable and welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just like so much nervous, anxious, like excitement Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. too, you know, and you're not really sure what you're stepping into. Right. It's like the craziest few hours of your life. Yeah. Um, But like, obviously you get time to prepare before that Yes. when you're deciding to become a foster parent. But like I said, like I was not expecting JoJo. Mm -hmm. So anything can happen. Um, And you never know the day or time that the call might come. So... Yeah, it is a weird thing that you can be prepared for in some ways and then not be prepared for in a lot of ways. For sure. I feel like physically it's actually easier to get prepared like with tangible things mm-hmm. than it is to get like emotionally yes. prepared because you're just not sure right. what you're about to walk into. Mm-mm. Just like the kid isn't sure. Right. And I think that's actually a good thing is like you're in that moment realizing what their feelings must feel like times yes. 10. Yes, for um, sure. Because you're comfortable in your own home. Right. You know, and you're just welcoming someone in. How much more is the child? Oh, yeah. Like, so anxious. Yeah, definitely to speak on the fact that the child doesn't know where they're going. I know Maymay's told us that she had no idea if she was going to be going going to, like, a group home or to a foster home, how old we were. Like, she didn't know anything about us. So (laughs) it's funny hearing her tell us her experience, like— that first night, what her perspective was. And I don't want to share too much of her story, but I think it's just interesting to put yourself in those shoes. Like they they don't know anything a mm. lot of times until they're pulling up into your driveway. And I can't imagine 
that feeling as a child. Mm -hmm. And I know that I was probably like a little overwhelming because I just wanted to feel welcome. And you know, you're standing at the door and you're like, hi, uh, welcome. And you're trying not to like be so like annoying and weird. Right. But you're also trying to like not be like, what's up, you know? Um, And you don't want to be too happy either because it's (laughs) like, this is such a sensitive situation. It's like it's exciting and you're nervous, but you also understand that this is like, again, this is very traumatic. This is scary. Like they may be excited. Like they're probably feeling all those same feelings just from a different perspective, you know, but it's like, I don't want to be too happy, but I don't want to be like, like you said, just like, hey, yeah, how's it going? Totally (laughs) overwhelming or totally underwhelming. Like it's a, it's a hard balance. Yeah. I would say obviously just like go with what you Mm -hmm. would want somebody yes. to be like and age does play a factor into that mm-hmm. you know like I could probably be a little bit more upbeat warm and welcoming with a six-year-old yes 17 year old's sure. probably gonna respond differently yeah and I think you can feel that out thanks yeah absolutely and each kid is different yeah so um and then like whenever we got Jojo obviously he's my daughter's brother so mm-hmm. he was thrilled to like be spending the night yeah. with us which is what he thought he was doing Aww. um and he's been spending the night with us ever since for almost two years um so yeah it was very interesting and I think he was really excited yeah um yeah and I think I was a lot different than MJ's uh former foster family so I'm sure that she was like oh this is different you know I'm also a single parent right so you know she was going from a full family two parents lots of kids Mm -hmm. to me (laughs) And just me. Yeah. And it was kind of weird. Definitely. I know for us, like, Maymay came from a group home. Yeah. So that's a very different shift to being the only child in a young parent home. (laughs) Absolutely. That was something weird for her where she was like, I didn't know what y'all were going to even be like or anything. And those first few moments are uncomfortable. And like I said, I feel like there's ways you can prepare. There's ways Mm -hmm. you can't prepare. I feel like something that went really well for us, maybe we'll share like kind of what went well, kind of maybe what we would do different. Um, Something that went really well for us and I recommend sometimes to people that are doing this is uh, if they're arriving like around a meal time Mm -hmm. to go out and eat. Oh, yes. Sometimes like it's super awkward when you're like in your home and there's nothing to like do like sometimes I feel like you need either a common activity or like a common meal Um, maybe in a place that's like public almost feels like a little bit more safe Mm -hmm. at at that time because it's like a known sure place um or a known environment like a restaurant we went out to eat because I was just like I don't want to like be sitting across the table awkward from each other I recommend that I know a lot of people do that too they'll meet out Mm -hmm. for that transition just because uh, it just doesn't feel as Sometimes uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like I'm sitting in this new home in a room by myself. Takes the edge off. Because I think if you were to prepare dinner or something like that, especially if the child is an only child in your yeah. home, you know, then it can feel kind of awkward. Even if you have other children in your home, that's yeah. still awkward. So it's like almost giving them something to do yeah. or a distraction than just sitting there awkwardly. Right. <laughs> and there's natural social cues that yes. go along with being out yes. of your house. Um, versus having to learn everything about a new family right. and all their social yeah. interactions with each other all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's more like, hey, I can be out and about. There's other people. There's maybe natural things to do right. um, versus like yeah. just learning the rhythm of each other straight off the bat. But sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes yeah. they come in the evening. I know. It's like we, that was a piece of advice that you told us. But for us, we she came at 9 yeah. p.m. So 
But honestly, that was different too because we were going to bed after that. So, you know, when you first get a placement, they come in, you know, they can put their stuff down, their caseworker's there or whoever's yeah. dropping them off is there. You know, for us, because Maymay's older, she wanted to sit down and do paperwork with us. And so that was a little bit different of an experience than yeah. maybe a young for sure. child, you know, that's going to want to go play or whatever. Yeah. You have to have something that they're maybe occupied with. So that was a little bit different of an experience. But after that, you know, she was tired and had already eaten. And we were like, okay, well, here you go. Yeah. Here's your room. <laughs> you know, so that was interesting. We were like, okay, we have a child in our home. This is strange. But. So crazy. <laughs> um, I will say, like, I think regardless of whether you choose to go out, stay in, whatever yeah. you choose to do, um, keeping to their routine and your routine mm-hmm. as much as possible, like how can you blend those as early on as possible? Yes. I think is the dream. So like bedtime, like, hey, how do you normally get ready for bed? Mm-hmm. Okay, like let's do that. Like allow them the space to like mm-hmm. kind of stick to their rhythms while also learning your rhythm. Right, right. Um, Which takes a long time, as we yeah. said, even in our last episode, yeah. to like And again, it's like out. different age by age. You know, for 100%. a younger child, you're having to help them. You need to show them where everything is. Like, yeah. that's still the case for an older child, too. But once you show them everything, they can kind of, like, you're not there sitting with them brushing their teeth or, yeah. like, helping them, you know, do whatever they need to do. It's kind of like, here's your things. Okay, good night. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> for sure. I feel like for, for a younger child, you have to, like, help them more. For sure. Through that, you know. And I think it's far as material items went, like, I was really glad we had all of the essentials, yes. like toothbrush, toothpaste, like, which I know every most people that are going into foster parenting are preparing for. I am glad I didn't over-prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think, maybe one piece of advice I gave you is, mm-hmm. like, maybe don't keep clothing of every size, right. gender, everything, because now your only experience has been with mm-hmm. one 17-year-old girl. And she came in with stuff she likes. She's particular, like every mm-hmm. teenager. Like my yeah. my kids are particular and they're little. Um, they like what they like. I try to l- allow space for like, yes, having the essentials, but also letting them, you know, pick out some things along the way. Right. And so I feel like there's no right or wrong to like what you give them mm-hmm. to start. But like I had a couple stuffed animal options, like maybe one boy, one girl. You yeah. know, I know you had some options of like— Right. Certain items and stuff like that. I think it's so tempting to want to plan, you know. Yeah. Um, I definitely bought a few things that I didn't use at all because <laughs> it was for younger ch- children. And it was like, oh, this is cute. I might use this. Yeah. And I've gifted it now because I'm like, well, <laughs> didn't need it. she's not going to need it. So yeah. I think it is so tempting to want to buy things. But yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. Do not over-prepare because... They're going to want to, you know, have the things that they like in their room. And it's fun to honestly, after that, go shopping and, like, help them pick out things for their room. Like, that was a really fun thing for us to do the following week. Yeah, I was about to say, that was one thing that broke the ice for us is the next—so I got MJ on a Friday night. And the next morning on Mm -hmm. Saturday, I was like, what are we going to do? I was like, let's go to Target. Yeah. So we, like, went and picked out stuff for her. And that's, like, a great way to, one, learn a lot Mm -hmm. about— your child in your home. Right, yep. Um, what they like, what they don't like, what their interests are. Like, it shows you a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, a way to have fun together and get to know each other without, again, like, having a bunch of pressure of, like, sitting and staring yes. at each other. Right. You know, you're moving through, you're shopping, 
it's usually a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend making that one of your first things that you do. Yes. And if you're having like a fostering shower, people mm-hmm. are wanting to gift you something, gift cards for that type of thing are always good. Like, oh yeah. hey, we don't know what we might need, but if you want to give us a gift card, like I'm sure in the first couple of days, we'll use it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was a little bit different with JoJo, obviously, as we know, right. too. But um, I didn't know what his needs were. You know, you go through the stuff and then you figure out their needs. And again, I think shopping's a fun Fun way to break the ice a little bit. Oh, yeah. I know May May was, like, picking out all the things. She loves Stitch. Stitch is, like, her favorite. So <laughs> yeah, it is. you learn that, it's like, okay, cool. Now I know if I ever buy you anything Lilo and Stitch, you love Stitch. It will work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's good for us to get to know. And, again, it's another, like, normal yep. rhythm for people to go and go to the store. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I, I definitely recommend that. I think for me in talking about preparing, I think it's great to not over-prepare, but I definitely probably didn't prepare enough. <laughs> yeah. So that was something like I literally called you on the phone. I was like, hey, I have to go back to work. I need your help. Can you yeah. go buy some like shampoo, conditioner, things like that? Because that's another thing too, like hair texture is different. And so yeah. you don't want to buy certain things that maybe your child's not going to use. So that was something that I felt like we needed to wait till the last minute to yeah. handle. And so, you know, I I asked you, like, could you go get a few things? And that was super helpful. So there were some things that I probably didn't prepare enough. <laughs> so it's kind of, it it's hard to find that, like, sweet spot. Yeah. Especially if you're open to a lot of ages or mm-hmm. either gender, you know, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, and if uh, you do have even a couple hours of time where yeah. you can do things, um, a welcome basket is always a good yes. idea. Who doesn't want a wel- welcome basket? Mm-hmm. I did that for MJ when she came to our house. And it's some of the things I was guessing. I was like, I don't know. I didn't know anything about her either. So I'm like, I don't know what she likes. I don't know what her hair is like. I don't know what her skin's like. I don't know what her needs are. Mm-hmm. But um, I know everybody needs a toothbrush yep. and toothpaste. Yeah. Um, and everybody likes a snack and yep. a bottle of water. So I was like, okay, a water bottle. So I did a similar <laughs> thing for Camille. So yeah, again, not like over preparing too much, but everybody loves a, a cute yeah. little gift, a nice little basket. Um, I would recommend like maybe some type of food item like that's mm-hmm. safe for a bedroom, you know, um, that's not too messy. Right. But like, can you do like a granola bar and a water bottle to make sure that they always have water with them? Uh, food insecurity can be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know where your child is coming from. So I think that's in all of it in preparation, like in the room and with gifts and stuff, really thinking about like, what needs might this child come in with? Right. The biggest ones to the smallest ones. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's something that they might be insecure about? Like, even for a teenager, I wish I would have done, like, um, female products, maybe. Like, yeah. female hygiene. Like, that kind of stuff for somebody who's brand new in your home might be embarrassing to ask about. They might sure. not want to, like, have to go out and be like, hi, can you show me where this is or that is? You know, there's stuff that definitely ahead of time you could consider more, depending on how much time you have. Yeah. Like I said, for my son, he got no welcome basket. He got (laughs) McDonald's Happy Meal and a hug and a room full of my stuff because I was not, had not fully moved out of that room yet. But, you know, along the way through the weeks, I got to pamper him a little bit more and find out stuff that he liked um, and kind of build up his his room with toys and fun stuff like that. But yeah, I think that's always a good idea. Always makes people feel welcome. And I highly recommend, you know, just getting them some of their favorite stuff. Yeah. And I loved what you said about, you know, trying to think about where this child might be coming from. I think just having little elements of comfort 
you yes. know, food, making sure they know they feel safe. Like I think just thinking through that, like what are the essentials mm-hmm. to where whatever child's coming into my home, they're going to be like, okay, I can relax a little bit. I have what I yeah. need. You know, if I'm hungry, I don't have to ask about it right away. Yeah. You know, that's a really important thing. And, you know, as we talk about all the stuff that we're providing, they also may come in with their own things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important to respect yes. your children's things mm-hmm. and make sure that, like you said, like those elements of comfort, like maybe that's something that they brought with them. Maybe it's their favorite stuffed animal or a blanket. Like mm-hmm. I know MJ came in with her blankie. And as soon as she got there, we put her blankie on her bed. She's like, this is my blankie, like my family blankie. This yeah. is what I want to keep. And so, you know, they were new, old and new. Um, she had my stuffed animal and she mm-hmm. had her blankie and she still sleeps with that blankie every single night. It's way too small for her and she'll probably keep it forever. <laughs> but like, That's are so there sweet. clothing items that they're yeah. attached to? Are there things, you know, don't just flippantly go through their things and think, well, this has six holes in it. Like mm-hmm. this isn't appropriate to wear out. Maybe it's something that you want to put on a teddy bear or something that you want to keep in a closet mm-hmm. until they're ready to part with it. I just really recommend being very careful with their things mm-hmm. um, and allowing them the space to to keep anything that brings them comfort or joy. Yeah, that's a good point. I think for us, um, again, because of Maymay's age, we weren't going through her things with her, Yeah, you know, but as we were able to shop for her, get her some new things if she wanted, um, that was something she got to decide like yeah. whether she wanted that or not. But I think for us, it was more about providing the space for her to have what she wanted in her room, you know, and yeah. not filling it too much with other things. So Yeah, and not versus, being like, hey, you can't bring this in here. Right. Exactly. And we would love to think that all foster parents are like us. Yeah. But I'm sure there is somebody out here who's like, I don't want any of this stuff in my house. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I would just encourage you if you're stepping new into this, don't be that guy. Don't be that no parent. You know, allow you have to them be respectful. The space. Yeah. yeah. I think if you do have any concerns about anything that they might be bringing into your home, just ask their caseworker. You know, I think that the, they have a lot of information a lot of times yeah. that can be really helpful for you. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it is about respect and about coming, looking at things from their perspective for sure. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about, you know, tangible preparation, like things in your home and how you might, you know, organize the schedule. But what about the emotional side of things? Like that's kind of the first few hours of what you need to have ready or might not have ready or what you might do to make them feel comfortable. But like, what is it actually like emotionally Mm -hmm. for you and the kids to experience those first hours, days, weeks Mm -hmm. into this? Yeah, I think that that's something I know I would like not daydream about, but just think a lot about like, what's that first hour going to be like, you know, them driving up to your house and like them coming into your door. I don't know. It's things that I think about and I like just am, you know, trying to prepare myself for. Yeah. Um, For us, it was, like I said, you know, we had several hours to prepare ourselves for, you know, we had just been to like a worship night at our church. And so, you know, we were trying to be prayerfully going into this moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, since Mei was 17, you know, she's walking in, she's shy, but you know, she's kind of doing her own thing. Um, she's told me late, like later on, she told me that she was like really happy to see her room and happy to see that she had her own bathroom and just like yeah. things like that. And so I think that those moments of seeing her reactions 
during that time was awkward, but like so sweet. And I like cherish that, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very like, I guess, in, I don't know if intimate's the right word, but yeah. it's very intimate and like sweet. Cause like, you're going to remember that forever. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they are too. Yeah. And first impressions matter. Yes. Yes. I know I was very awkward. <laughs> She told me that later on. She's she's <laughs> she been going, she was like, Yeah, you're kinda awkward. But I was like, I was just like, here's your things, like hi. <laughs> you're trying not to be, but yeah. also it's like like we said before, you don't want to be too like Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Melancholy or in your face. Yes. Right. Yes. Like I was trying to give her her space, but also help her with what she needed because I know it might be hard to ask, yeah. you know, this person you don't know. So I don't know about your yeah. experience. My first impression of MJ was that she's the cutest thing I'd ever yeah. seen in my entire life. Yeah. So that helps. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she's so adorable. Yeah. And she was really quiet, like really shy. Um, you know, she was nervous. She was so scared. Yeah. But she was also really happy. Like, right. I think it was it like a weird, weird, like, she was so like joyful, but also like apprehensive. Like, yes. Hi, like you know, she seemed really happy, but it was it was I couldn't really honestly tell where emotions were yeah. at, and I think that that's probably true for a lot of people, and probably will be true mm-hmm. for a lot of cases. Like, well, they're smiling, you know, and we're overthinking everything. Yeah, like oh my gosh, she she looked nervous for half a second. Like oh gosh, is she okay? <laughs> you know, like you're you're afraid, and you know, we're both first time parents mm-hmm. in in doing this. Like we don't have biological children, so I think you're like looking into and reading every emotional thing as yes. well as like the physical needs. Yeah. Yes. You're like, do you need anything emotionally? Like, do you want a hug? Do you want to? And they probably sit down? feel that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> anxiety. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. But I remember just thinking she was so cute, so sweet. I offered to help her because she was carrying some things. Yeah. I was like, do you want me to carry that for you? She was like, sure. And she was just so little. Aww. Her eyes were so big, and you know, again, I think I don't know if she was like shocked to see me yeah. um, or, or what that was like. But I remember, you know, a lot of times as we're talking back, she's like, I remember the first day when I came here Aww. and it was like this or it was like that. Yeah. And usually they're all good things. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm happy that, you know, her first impression was good. But she remembers first meeting the dog. Yeah. That was like a big deal. Aww. Like the dog was big and scary and then she wasn't, you know, as she got used to, yes. to the dog. We have a German Shepherd, so <laughs> it can be an intimidating dog. But she yeah. uh, she remembers a lot of those first moments and her, those first feelings. Like she wasn't telling me how she was feeling then, but now looking back, she was like, oh, yeah, I loved this or I loved that. And that's sweet to like reflect on and I'm yes. glad she did feel you know, at home, and, and she's expressed some anxieties too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that first day I was so nervous. The dog was so big, or that first day I didn't know where this was or where that was, and yeah. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um. And I was like, well, I didn't either. <laughs> you know, we're expressing like, yeah, same. Right. Right. <laughs> I was nervous. I was scared. Um. And it's okay. You know, we made it here. So it's a day by day process too. Yeah. I know the first morning after, or I guess the first morning. Uh, you came over and you brought us coffee. <laughs> you were like, I was trying to help break the ice. Because I, I stayed home, I think, <laughs> from work that day. Yeah. And so um, that was kind of an interesting day because she ended up coming with me to work because um, she was out of school right then. But you came over and got coffee and like yeah. it was so helpful to break the ice because you had had experience, you know, and you work with teenagers. So it was like... <laughs> Not that I'm uncomfortable around teenagers, yeah. but it's just like, I think one-on-one, us being there alone was like, 
I don't know what to ask you because it's yeah. like, I know you know everything about your situation. It's different than a little kid, but it's, you're still, you still don't want to be too personal yeah. and be like, hey, so. <laughs> tell me your whole life story. Tell me your whole life story. Yeah. And it's intimidating, almost kind of like a first date. It is. Like, right. I remember with MJ, like our first couple of days, I was like, so what do you like to watch on yeah. TV? Like, do you like chicken nuggets? Like you're <laughs> you're awkwardly getting through those first like yes. date type questions. What's your favorite color? Like those uncomfortable, like mm-hmm. we're trying to break the ice. And sometimes having another person in on that makes it better. That's why people yeah. go on group dates. Well, because it's not so much pressure on the other person. Yeah. The other person is just like, oh my gosh, I'm happy to meet you. Like, I don't yeah. necessarily have to like deal with the same things that the parent is dealing with or right. like have to deal with the dynamic and worry about that. Like I can just be a friend or yeah. a new auntie, you know, that kind of thing. Like that's just, I think it's so helpful. And I'm so glad that you were like, I'm coming over with coffee. <laughs> I did it. Because <laughs> I also found out what her favorite drink was and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's always a good way to get to know each other. And as time goes on, you know, those are just the first few moments. Yeah. There's big feelings, you know, and I know that Maymay and I had a conversation yeah. several days in mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe to you, she was like, this is the best time of my life. And to me, she was like, this, this is the worst. Like the best time of my life. And I hope she's okay with me sharing that. Yeah. But like, you know, I won't go into details, but it was just like, you know, those emotions come out to different people at different times. Yes. And then she's had moments with you where she's told you mm-hmm. like, hey, I didn't love this or I didn't love that. Right. Or this is making me sad or this is making me uncomfortable. You know, my kids have sh- shared those type of things with me, you know, as time has gone on. And that just comes with a comfort level, right. you know, with people. And if you're meeting a new parent figure, the first thing you're probably not going to do is tell them something that you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if there's already dynamics that are learned beforehand. I think yeah. something we've talked about in the past is like parenting children who have possibly already been parented. Mm-hmm. Are, you know, I have a 17-year-old and she's already been parented. Right. So it's just a very different dynamic. I will say she was very open with us from the get-go and that's not everybody's story. Yeah. But I agree. It's like, I think that she felt safe with you to share her concerns because maybe things that she had already learned was like, I don't really talk to parents about yeah. these feelings. True. <laughs> Which is fair. I'm like, I, that's I, something I had to be okay with. You I know? didn't either as a teenager. Yeah. And I, she doesn't have to live with me. So right. <laughs> if she brings up a concern to me, she can leave my house and be like, all right, I left exactly. that over there, you know. Exactly. Um, but as time goes on... Those things just develop. Like the Mm -hmm. whole story develops just like dating or just like getting to know a friend. Over time, you get to know more about your kids. You Mm -hmm. get to know more about what they love, what they don't love, what, you know, is working for them, what's not working for you guys, how to communicate with them. You know, and I would just say pay a lot of attention. Yep. Pay a lot of attention. Dive deep. Spend a lot of time together. You know, keep to your rhythms, but also spend a lot of time. Maybe don't, you know— interrupt your entire life because sometimes then there's too much time right Mm -hmm. there's too much dead space where you're like okay like we've been staring at each other for a week now like that's all we've been doing we Mm -hmm. haven't really been doing anything fun or getting to know each other in a different way but we need to mix it up too yeah like I said activities for us Mm -hmm. where they go to like can we get out of the house can we can we do something can we get to know each other in a different way was so helpful but it's something that takes time yeah yeah and I think for us too having an older child, like there is that level of like privacy or time that they need for themselves. And something I've heard from other foster parents who have older children, like their concern was like, 
uh, my child's just like staying in their room too long and like isn't coming out and doing stuff with us mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. and I think that was a hard that's like a hard thing to know how much to like Balance. invite them in and like have them come out and do things yeah. with you versus like letting them have their time to decompress and just like yeah. you know have some privacy so I think that that's it's a hard balance to know, like, okay, how much do we just, like, go go going, you know, yeah. to, like, break the ice, you know, versus yeah. just giving them some time to just chill a little bit. Yeah, and I think that grows, too. Like, you yeah. know, they grow in comfortability, so maybe right. they're more comfortable going in their room and shutting the room and being like, bye, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. And there's a security there. Yes. And then maybe there's a security in saying, hey, I can just sit out here with my family because I feel comfortable with them now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, too— security is a big deal when we're talking about this. You know, I think anything you can do to provide them, and not just physical things like we were talking about earlier, but anything you can do just to provide them a sense of security. Hey, you know, you don't have to talk to me about this or that, or you mentioned this anytime you want to. Yes. Feel free. Yes. To to chat with us about this or chat with us about that. You know, giving them autonomy and decision-making. You know, school was a big thing for both of us. Yes. That we immediately had to do when getting a placement. Like, we have to figure out school. Where do we want to go? How's that going to work? Do we want to stay? Do we want to go? You know, and that's a whole process that we won't get into in the episode. <laughs> but, you know, are there decisions that they can help make with you along the way um, where they feel like they still have a little bit of self preservation and autonomy yes. over their own story and in their path going forward. Yeah, definitely. Something too that I feel like I've learned is that and not everybody might agree with me, but I feel like for us we've had to gentle parent a lot and that's not necessarily how I would parent a biological child um who's been in my home and knows how things work and you know has been there, there since birth. Yeah. I feel like that's something I've had to have a lot of patience, a lot of understanding, and I've not been perfect at it. But I, at least to May May, face-to-face, I've, I've, I feel like I've—I mean, I'm not trying to, like, pat myself on the back. But I feel like I've had a lot of patience with her yeah. and let her yeah. know, like you said, like, you're safe here. I'm not here to like get mad at you when you have big emotions or Mm -hmm. if you are upset about something, like I'm not going to like get mad at you. My job is to be the parent and to bear that burden. That's not your job to worry about that all the time. And so that's an interesting thing of like- It's hard. Yeah, like not parenting this child like you think you would- you know, a biological child. Or like you were parented. Yeah, or like I was parented. Because there's things that like my parents were strict about that I maybe planned to be strict about in my home. But to a 17-year-old, like, it's, I don't yeah. know. It, I think that that's an easy way to like lose trust really quick is if you like go to that strict parenting mode automatically. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think that it's let her know our character and like yeah. who we truly are versus just like, oh, these people are just trying to like yeah. become my parents automatically. And it's like, well, yes, we're in that role, but she's got to learn us as her parents, you yeah. know? And again, she's been parented. So like if our role to her is to be good friends and to guide her along, that's great. If our role turns into being her parents, that's great too. And I think yeah. that's something that we've had to navigate and like take day by day. Absolutely. And I know same for me, like, yeah. You know, trauma-informed parenting and gentle parenting, and honestly, there's a lot of, you know, generational things with that as well. Mm. You know, I think that 
hopefully our generation is doing better than the generation before us, not because the generation before us wasn't doing their best, yeah. but because we know more and we're doing more and we're evolving more. I hope the same will be the same when my kids yeah. have kids and they'll evolve and, and have a different style of parenting. That definitely wasn't the way I was raised. <laughs> and so, you know, there's stuff that we're learning and unlearning and uh, there was stuff that my parents did that I take and think, oh my gosh, this is so valuable mm-hmm. in the setting of foster parenting, in the setting of adoption. There are some things that I'm like, this doesn't work right. in foster care and adoption. And that's okay. You just have to pivot. Yeah. And like Camille said, she's very patient. Um, I'm a little bit harder, but I'm also not, like you said, parenting someone who's essentially parented themselves up into this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a totally different dynamic. And so I would say be patient with yourself mm-hmm. as you're learning. Be, uh, ask them to be patient with you. You know, I there were so many times I sat across from MJ when she was tiny and said, hey, I— I haven't done this before. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe got mad when I shouldn't have gotten mad. Mm-hmm. I maybe like put out a punishment that like was not necessary in the moment or, yeah. you know, I maybe overreacted to something like, mommy, sorry. Sometimes you have to apologize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're learning while they're learning. And I think that, you know, there's an inverse to that too of like, hey, your kids are only going to be parented once. Mm-hmm. So you want to try to do the best job you can do. Yep. And that is a responsibility we take on. Like you said, we bear the weight of that. Our kids shouldn't bear the weight of that. Uh, at the same time, we're parenting for the first time. <laughs> right. Like you've never parented a 17-year-old and probably never will again. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe again. But well, like, in this setting, yeah. Yeah, knows. in this way. And so, you know, being patient with your style and, and figuring that out is also a process. You're not going to know that day one. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be awkward to discipline at first. It's awkward. Because you're yeah. like, we just met four minutes ago, and now I'm having to be like, hey, pick up your stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're right. having you're having to get on them a little bit. It's a weird dynamic. <laughs> like, nobody is built for that. Like, it's such a strange thing. But, yeah, I think that's something that also evolves over time. Great point. Yeah, I think it's so interesting, and I've told you this before, those first, like, few weeks. And maybe not so much anymore because we've had a little bit of time to settle in and to gain some trust with each other, you know, her with me and Zach and us with her. But (laughs) at first, like I can, I can sometimes be a very like passive person. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm more of a reserved personality. I'm not as direct if someone's upsetting me. Like, um, (laughs) so it's interesting since she is so grown and she is very independent it mm-hmm. felt very much like I just have a guest in my home, but that I have to like provide for. It was just like a weird thing. Yeah. And so sometimes when things happened, it almost felt like there's another an adult and that like passive side of me kind of came out. Yeah. And I was like, do I say something about this? Like, I don't really know. But like, this was a little kid. I I feel like I'd be more comfortable to be like, hey, yeah. like teaching them to do this. Whereas these, some of these things, I was like, I feel like she should already know to do this, but I don't know if she does. Like, I don't really yeah. know. So it brought up this, like, it's funny. We joked about this, you know, like secondhand trauma. It's like, it brought up these things in me, which I think that happens with any parent, you know, yeah. it brings up these things in you that like, oh, this is still here. Okay. This is something I need to, to work on. To work on. Yeah. But that was an interesting thing having an older child come in because I had to constantly remind myself she's a child and not to, you know, like degrade her or anything like that, but like she's a child, I'm the parent, and I need to like step in that role. Yeah, and I think that that's 
a hard thing to yeah. do when you're first meeting a child. You're like, oh, well, I'm your parent now. Like, don't do that. That's right. weird. Yeah. Um, don't do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the parenting part will come. And I think that's what a lot of people want to know is like, oh, gosh. Like, yeah. you know, and I think that's really what people are asking when mm. they're asking about those first few hours and days. Like, how do you just automatically become someone's parent? And you really don't. Mm-mm. You earn mm-hmm. a spot in their life as a parental role. Absolutely. And that does not have an age to it. You know, you're you're building trust, you're building relationship, and you're building up yourself as a parent in a parental role, especially mm-hmm. if this is your first time doing it. But but that's just true of dynamics anyway. I didn't just like meet Camille and say we're friends now. I mean, I kind of did that, <laughs> but I had to earn her friendship along the way. Like it wasn't just like I automatically got this spot in her life where I could speak into it and she would receive it or, you know, where we would have this intimate, close relationship. That didn't come on day one right? or our first time hanging out. That came over time. And it's the same with parenting. Like, you are given that responsibility, mm-hmm. but you're not always given the, the I don't know, emotional currency right. on day one. Like, that takes time to build. Yeah. So I would just encourage you, if you're starting in this, be patient. Yeah, be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Be your patient child. with your child. Yeah. And make— Safety, security, and love, your top priorities. Then you're going to be all right. You're going to get through those first days, and those days will quickly turn into (laughs) weeks, months, years. It is very interesting. I feel like in a similar way, it's like having a newborn. It's not a newborn, but it's a new child, and it's like the first few months just like fly by, and you're like, where did they go? And now all of a sudden we're like more comfortable with each other and it's just weird to look back and think of the things that were different than they are now. Yep. And they what they say, the days are long, but the years are short. Yeah. So enjoy every moment that you have uh, with your placements for as long as they last. Maybe they only last a few days. Maybe like me, they last a lifetime longer than you (laughs) thought they would. Um, But either way, we just want to encourage you um, that if you're taking this new step into a new placement, uh, whether you've been a foster parent for a while or or you haven't, be encouraged. Be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. And enjoy every single moment. Well, hope Hope that that helps. As always, thank you for listening. We'll have a new episode coming at you next Monday. Till then, you can keep up with us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Hope That Helps Pod. And if you like what you're hearing or you're watching, you can support us by going to Spotify Listener Support and giving us a little something something to keep this podcast going. Also, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a five-star review. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Throw us a question in there. We love to know what you think. And also shout out to our production team, Eric Pardo and Zach Grimes. Y'all are lifesavers. Bye. Bye.